So the state of New York's red flag laws have just been ruled unconstitutional and therefore have been struck down. So let's talk about this. Also, I just want to wish everybody Happy New Year's and also mention that the Gundy's Awards is once again open. If you recall, last year in 2022, we won the top voices of the two-way. I am in the same category again. I'm nominating the same category again. I would love to win a second year in a row. I think that would reflect well on what we are doing here on this channel. So if you think that I deserve that, you can vote down below. I will leave a link in the description and also in the comment section. And if you vote every single day, you can vote every day for the month of January. I believe it closes in the month of January. But every day you uh, vote, you are entered to win a bunch of prizes. So they have a ton of amazing prizes. And I believe the grand prize for the last two years is that you can actually win a free trip to come out to the Gundys and attend the event. And trust me, it is an amazing time. It is my favorite event of the year. And it's the one I really look forward to. So again, I would appreciate your vote. I will leave the links down below. And thank you guys again for all of your support. So like I mentioned in the intro, in this video, we will be discussing a decision coming out of the state of New York. A New York State Supreme Court justice ruled that New York's red flag laws are in fact unconstitutional since they violate your right to keep and bear arms and they do that without due process. The case we'll be talking about in this video is called GW versus CN. The decision of the judge in this case is a major step in the right direction to overturning state laws which allow for the unlawful search and seizure of firearms, again without a warrant and without any due process. Now the facts surrounding this case are as follows. The individual who filed for the extreme risk protection order was an estranged boyfriend of the individual here, a female, who was a licensed gun owner in the state of New York. The ex-boyfriend claimed that his ex-girlfriend was a danger to herself and to others. He claimed that she had made statements recently that she would harm herself or others or maybe even him with a firearm that was in her possession. Because of these general allegations, he was able to obtain a temporary extreme risk protection order against the ex-girlfriend. The temporary order prohibited the girlfriend from being able to purchase or possess any firearms, rifles, or shotguns, and also it ordered her to surrender any of these firearms within her possession. Additionally, the girlfriend held a pistol permit that had been previously issued to her by a Monroe County judge. However, on September 7th of 2022, a Monroe County court judge, uh, their judge Julie Hahn, uh, suspended the girlfriend's pistol permit based on the allegations that were made in the temporary order. However, the ex-boyfriend did not stop just there. He continued to pursue a final order against that ex-girlfriend. The ex-boyfriend's request for the final extreme risk order also alleged that the girlfriend was attempting to access a safe that was in the shared house that they had together, and he claimed that it also contained firearms. The ex-boyfriend's support for all of his requests in his petition against the ex-girlfriend is that he claimed that she had prior made some uh, threats against maybe harming herself or others, and he claimed she made those types of statements within the last six months. However, the court, in reviewing the facts around this case, reviewing some of the evidence, the court found that also the statements that she made really hadn't even happened within the last six months. The statements that he was trying to use didn't even happen uh, within the last year. It happened, I believe, back in 2021 or 2020. Also important for this case is the fact that the girlfriend here, which is subject to these red flag laws, uh, she had received a protection order from a family court against that ex-boyfriend, which barred him from being able to come into the home that the couple had shared prior to them separating. So all the accounts were really that this ex-boyfriend may have been using the red flag laws in the state of New York to try to get back at his ex because they had a nasty breakup and also because she got a protection order against him. After those allegations, the girlfriend then obtained an attorney 
who then ultimately decided to challenge the constitutionality of the state of New York's red flag laws. This case then made its way before Justice Thomas E. Morin, who is a Rochester-based Monroe County Supreme Court justice in the state of New York. On review, Justice Morin here held that New York's red flag laws do not sufficiently protect a citizen's right to keep and bear arms, and therefore this law in the state of New York is indeed unconstitutional. Important for this case is how the judge used the Supreme Court's recent ruling, the 6-3 decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin. In a 10-page order, the judge in this case stated, Prior to addressing the constitutionality of extreme risk protection orders, the court has looked for guidance from the Supreme Court's recent decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin. In Bruin, the court recognized that the 2nd and 14th Amendments protect an individual right to keep and bear arms for self-defense. Further, in following the lead of DCV Heller, the Bruin court reiterated that when the Second Amendment's plain text covers an individual's conduct, the Constitution presumptively protects that conduct. And to justify a firearm regulation, the government must demonstrate that the regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition of firearms regulations. Also, he stated it's important for the present discussion to review the U.S. Supreme Court's interpretation of the value of the Second Amendment. In McDonald v. City of Chicago, the Supreme Court declared that the Second Amendment is not a second-class right, subject to an entirely different body of rules than the other Bill of Rights guarantees. He went on to state that most recently in Bruin, the Supreme Court went on to reaffirm that language in McDonald that said that the Second Amendment is not a second-class right. The judge in this case also went on to point out that there are analogous laws in the state of New York that provide for more constitutional safeguards than what is offered right now with New York's red flag laws. For example, the judge indicated that red flag laws and the New York mental hygiene law use the same type of definition of likely to result in serious harm. However, under the New York mental hygiene law, he pointed out that those determinations are made by a doctor, a person who is licensed and trained and experienced in making these types of important decisions and determinations which impact constitutional rights. However, he pointed out in the case of New York's red flag laws, the people filing these red flag petitions are not doctors or experts or they're not trained whatsoever. Instead, these are just average people. These are just family members, their exes, their coworkers, and anyone really who qualifies under the laws can wield the petition, unfounded allegations, they can make these unfounded allegations against you, which directly impact your right to keep and bear arms. He went on to point out that this is directly contrary to a different type of analogous law, that mental hygiene law in New York, which requires two doctors to make a determination if a person's liberty should be taken away for even just 48 hours. And again, this is done with a doctor, an evaluation, but here with New York's red flag laws, they don't do any of that. There is no evaluation by anyone trained whatsoever there is no evaluation before stripping your right to keep and bear arms for over a year. However, they provide two doctors for just taking your rights to uh, be free, to not be held or anything like that. And that is for 48 hours. So you can see how there's a drastic difference of how they treat your right to keep and bear arms versus a different constitutional right. Based on this, the judge closes his order by stating, while some may advocate that the ends justify the means in support of section 63-A, where those means violate a fundamental right under our Bill of Rights to achieve their ends, then the law on its face cannot stand. Therefore, the temporary extreme risk protection order and the extreme risk protection order are deemed to be unconstitutional by this court. He closed by stating, it cannot be stated clearly enough that the Second Amendment is not a second-class right, nor should it ever be treated as such. 
So that is the order of the court in the state of New York. You had a New York state judge striking down New York's red flag laws as indeed a violation of the Second Amendment. This decision is a huge and major win. You have a judge in New York recently using the Supreme Court's decision in Bruin to find that New York's red flag laws are indeed unconstitutional since they don't provide any due process whatsoever, any safeguards, and in fact, they provide nothing before stripping you of your rights to keep and bear arms. This is why the Bruin decision was so important, because it did not just impact concealed carry laws. It also opened the door for other types of 2 way challenges like here, challenges to red flag laws. As you can see, in this case, Bruin served as additional support to strike down the state of New York's red flag laws. So again, a great win. And thank you again to Justice Thomas E. Morin there in New York for protecting 2A rights, uh, protecting the 2A rights of New York residents. And again, recognizing that the right to keep and bear arms is not a second class right. So if you have any questions, go ahead and comment down below and I will try to answer to the best of my ability. Also, if you like this video and like support the channel, one of the best ways to do that is to like, comment and subscribe. All those things help to fuel the algorithm or fuel Al Gore's rhythm. It adds fuel to his jet and signals to YouTube that you guys see value in these videos and in this type of two-way news. As always, I want to thank everybody who likes, comments, subscribes, who hits the notification bell, who shares these videos. You guys are directly impacting these videos, impacting this channel, helping me to reach and educate more people than I could ever do on my own. So as always, thank you all for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And never forget, this nation is built by armed scholars, and this nation will be maintained by armed scholars.